Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. (laughs) I am grateful to be able to join with you and transcend time and space so that we can have a healing, a healing at the level of the mind and let it ripple out through our mental body, emotional body, physical body, our life, our experience, our relationships. I'm so, so grateful to allow the healing to know that it's happening. So grateful and so thankful to consciously say yes. Hmm. I'm Jennifer Hadley and I love to pray. (laughs) So let's begin. Let's begin. I place my hand on my heart. So grateful that we're joining together now. We take a breath. Love and gratitude is where we place our focus, lifting our vibration up above Any thoughts of lack and limitation, any thoughts of pain and suffering, we are grateful and thankful to let them dissolve and resolve permanently back to the root cause so we never experience them again. We are grateful. We're grateful to let go of the guilt, known and unknown, whether we feel it or not, whether we recognize it or not, whether we understand it or not, we're giving it all to the Holy Spirit. Healing it back to the root cause is what we are consciously deciding for right now, and we're letting the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting. We are grateful and thankful to let all the low vibrational thoughts of guilt and shame fall away. We are sharing the benefit of our healing, of our expansion, of our clarity with everyone because we are one with them. In deep abiding gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Let's talk about guilt, baby. (laughs) Letting go of guilt. Getting out from under the guilt. This is the topic today. And as I frequently say, and I know absolutely works, it is the fast direct path as taught to us by Jesus the Christ in the fear and conflict section in the text of chapter two, give it to the Holy Spirit for healing. As uh, it says at the end of chapter five in the text, let the Holy Spirit undo all the consequences of my wrong decisions. Yes, I will invoke the Holy Spirit to undo all the consequences of my wrong decisions because I am no longer interested in feeling guilty. Guilt and shame uh, energetically very close together. Shame is even more detrimental to our health and our well-being than guilt is. But guilt is pretty darn close. And uh, as A Course in Miracles students know, uh, every seeming problem that we have really is an expression of guilt because of our belief in separation and our choices for separation. So this is why A Course in Miracles tells us the atonement is the antidote to all of it. So what is the atonement? The atonement is the knowing that there never was a separation, there never could be a separation, there never will be a separation, has not been, cannot be. That's the atonement. When we accept that simple truth, our mind is free. So accepting it on an intellectual level is different than a heart level. This is what my classes are all about, accepting it at the heart level. For so many years, 
I had this intellectual understanding of the truth and I was studying it. I was studying it as I was studying to be a science of mind practitioner, which I became licensed in 2000. I have to remember back when was it? 2000. I was studying it as I became uh, an Agape minister, studying at the Ernest Holmes Institute and then at the Agape International Spiritual Center, where I studied for many, many years. I became a minister in 2006, still studying it intellectually. Uh, And it was right around the time of my graduation in 2006 that pushed by the pain that was happening uh, all around me in my life, in my relationships, and fueled by my constant prayer for awakening, I finally realized some real truth. I started to have some really clear realizations of truth. And what I discovered Not that other people don't know this too, but I discovered it for real in my own awareness. It took me becoming less attached to all my judgments, my opinions, and my beliefs to finally be able to see that underneath all of that that I had made up, there was the truth. I had hidden it in my mind behind these false beliefs, these opinions, these judgments, the regrets, the resentments, the shame, and yes, the guilt. And we can let it all go by giving it to the higher Holy Spirit self for healing. Now, what is somewhat interesting to me is that I never would have told you I had any guilt. I never thought I felt guilty had no awareness of a feeling of guilt. I was mostly angry and resentful and bitter. I was mostly filled with regret and a sense that there was something profoundly wrong with me. I didn't feel guilty. I lashed out at people all the time. I was sarcastic a lot of the time. Uh, I had a just a long litany of constant mean thoughts, mostly directed at others. And I didn't feel guilt that I knew of. It, it really took me a lot of clearing and healing to see, oh gosh, underneath all that is a lot, a big load, a big, big foundation, like a poured concrete foundation of guilt did not see that there and right under that guilt was the shame I felt guilty and ashamed for being so mean so hurtful so cruel in so many choices I felt guilty and ashamed for having ruined so many relationships and so many experiences that could have been lovely I turned into a real crap storm and I also felt guilty and ashamed for not taking better care of myself, for self-abuse in the form of drinking too much, smoking too much, eating too much, working too much, exercising too much, all kinds of things like that, so many excesses. And I felt ashamed that deep down I was confused. And that fueled guilt. And here's how and why. Because I knew my parents loved me. I knew my grandparents loved me. I knew my family loved me. And I knew they had made so many sacrifices for me to have more than they had. And they worked hard to help me. And they were really doing their best. And much of the time, I felt unworthy and it made me angry. 
It made me angry because I felt unworthy of all that they were offering me. I was angry because I felt so wounded, not by people in my life, not really. I truly believe I came in with that karma to heal and I feel like I have healed it and that is now why I do this radio show every week. And uh, I think I shared this last week that in the holiday season, uh, other the other shows all take a, a hiatus. The whole station takes a hiatus. And I get special permission to not go on hiatus so that I can continue to share through the holidays and not have replays. Because I feel like we are having an ongoing conversation, you and I. And I feel it. I feel it very, very strongly. And it's important to me. It's valuable to me. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, let me just mention something, actually. Uh, I never really know who's listening to the radio show. Because uh, we don't have a way to track that. People sign up with the podcast. But uh, that that information, we don't have a way to access that. The podcasters, uh, that's their data. We don't get that data. So um, one thing you could do if you wish to and you don't need to is you could um, – I started uh, creating an email to send to people – when the transcript is being posted. So we post all the transcripts of the radio shows and have an archive there at livingacourseofmiracles.com forward slash radio. So you can uh, go there. There's a ton of resources at livingacourseofmiracles.com. And uh, on the radio show page, you can sign up for a that email. And in the email that I send each week, I just, uh, the highlights of the things that I covered in the radio broadcast, uh, because people had been asking for that kind of information. So we invested in creating that, uh, along with the transcripts. And so if that's valuable to you, it's just a free email once a week. Um, and then of course we know you're a radio listener. So if that interests you, you can also text the word radio to the number 35227. Radio. Text the word radio to the number 35227 and we'll sign you up for that email. And it's just once a week when the transcript of the new episode is being posted, we let you know um, just the, the subjects that I covered in that this week's radio show. Yeah. And speaking of text messages, we also have free text messages, inspirational text messages. You, we have got two different kinds. We send one of each per day and the, uh, you can, um, sign up for those texts by texting the word miracles to three five two two seven miracles to three five two two seven or you can sign up at living a course of miracles dot com or ACIM texts dot com <laughs> so yeah I love to get those messages and uh, today uh, let's see uh I'll say yesterday's Course in Miracles message was, no, this is Sunday's, forgiveness is the call to sanity. And then I have the actual um, quote uh, where you can find it in uh, the course. And then my other quotes are just me uh, sharing something, that some thought that inspires me. Yeah. So going back to, I, I was so filled with anger because underneath that, I was really this wounded person. 
seeking wholeness. And I, I think that's what a lot of people do. And I, it's so much like the Wizard of Oz that, like Dorothy, she had the key all along. And uh, the Cowardly Lion and the Scarecrow and the Tin Man, everything, we all had it all along. Right. That's it's a very mystical message. Frank Baum, the writer of The Wizard of Oz, wrote this series of mystical children's books. And The Wizard of Oz is one of them. And um, it's wonderful how spirit speaks to us. And just think spirit speaking to all those children all over the world for so many years saying it's within you already. Decide to go home right? Why did Dorothy leave home in the first place, right? She ran away from home because she felt judged. She felt misunderstood. So you can see how this theme, it's so, uh, it's just my life's theme, undo the judgment, you can go home, right? So she felt judged by her family, misunderstood. So what did she do? She judged them right back. She was a child, but this is what adults do too. Instead of when somebody is judging us and attacking us, instead of us going into our loving heart and saying, wow, this person is offering me a cry for love and I can respond for love. This is my opportunity to express my holiness and to connect with spirit and to be truly helpful. Let me not misinterpret it. Let me be clear what's happening here. Um, and so I've learned to do that. And it was not easy for me at all. There were many times when I would get hurt and offended and tweaked and feel guilty and bad and wrong and ashamed. And I would wish to act out with more anger, more resentment and create more pain and suffering for myself and everyone else because I really used to think if I'm going down I'm taking everybody with me and I would get very uh, upset and I would um, just absolutely take everybody down with me uh, it was the thing I did and uh, now I've developed the skill set and the willingness and the desire and the ability to go the other direction. And when people are upset and frightened and worried and they're acting out, I can step closer to them in loving assurance that we will all be lifted and spirit will lift us together. And that, my friend, is more valuable to me than any other thing. There is not one thing in this world that could hold a candle to the ability to be able to do that whenever there's a threat, whenever there's a cry for love. That is the most valuable thing in this world, to be able to turn, to face the light, and to hold the hand of someone who's attacking and say inwardly, Holy Spirit, guide us to the light so that we are never the same again, so that we are healed in this moment, so that our lives are more loving because this eruption just happened. You see, that's the thing, is when you're feeling guilty, do not accept the suffering. Do not, my friend. Do not, do not. Because the worse you feel, the more healing opportunity you have right there in that instant. This is what I share in Masterful Living, how to maximize our healing opportunities rather than push them aside, self-medicate them, deny them, or misread them, misinterpret them, right? An attack is not an attack. An attack is a healing opportunity. Uh, despair is not 
just despair. It's a healing opportunity. Intense shame is not just here it is again. No, my friend. It is a quantum, miraculous healing opportunity that you have requested. Don't misinterpret it. But see who's teaching this. The Holy Spirit is teaching this. And we have our teacher. Our teacher is not somewhere else. Our teacher is always with us. This is what Jesus is teaching us. He says in the Course, I learned to listen to only one voice. And we can too. Even more shall we do. We just have to be willing to listen to the one voice and put aside our constant regurgitation of the same interpretations. Powerful. Powerful. I'm doing a uh, free class Wednesday, November 7th, which is tomorrow as this broadcast is going out. And um, it's called Family Forgiveness, free class Family Forgiveness. We will have a replay. Uh, If you can't join us, you do have to register to get, uh, it's on video. I'll be live on video. I'll be doing some coaching and some clear things to help people make this transformation and to have as much healing as we can now as we're approaching Thanksgiving holiday, as we're approaching the end of the year holidays These family holidays are coming upon us and we can be what I call the fulcrum point of healing in our family. We can be that. We have that opportunity to rise above the battlefield because we walk with God and one with God is a majority. You see, that's the thing that I began to really experience because of my willingness I realized that, oh, I could walk into a room full of angry, hate-filled people and with the loving heart and my hand in the hand of the Holy Spirit, Jesus by my side, nothing can come near me. I am divinely protected. I am divinely held in spirit. And everything is working together for my good. And I can be truly helpful. It's a divine opportunity. It's not a threat. It's an opportunity for everyone in that room to come to a healing. Let me seize the opportunity. So this is part of the training that we're doing in my year-long Masterful Living course. We're coming into the 11th year. 2019 will be the 11th year of Masterful Living. I can't believe it. I never thought I would do a second year, and here we are, 11 years. But it gets better every year. Better every year. Because I have more clarity every year, and so does everybody else. And we have more willingness every year. I have more, and so does everybody else. And now we have this foundation of people who've been doing it for years who are volunteering to support the people who are joining. And it's just a love fest. It can be. It's powerful. And actually, oh, I better say this. Masterful Living 2019 registration is open. We just opened it. And uh, I'm doing a rollback price. And it's only good till November 12th. Rollback price. Good till November 12th. So get in. And uh, we're still going to have an early bird price. So I haven't done these things before, but this is the year. This is it. Now. We can't wait another year. The time is now. There's so much healing possible. Uh, sometimes I, uh, when the folks in the class are telling me how much their life has changed and how much it means to them, we're both weeping. <laughs> because we're both so grateful that we said yes. And spiritual practice saves time. Spiritual practice saves money. I invite you to prove it and join us in Masterful Living. People tell me that uh, I offer way, way, way too much for 
the cost. We should charge hundreds of dollars more. Uh, but I trust that people will make contributions and donations because it means so much to them. And that's how we can keep everything going and hire more people to offer more free programs. Yes, 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 yes. So if it calls to you, register for Masterful Living early. So we can, I can give you some things to begin now and you can get in there and get that support now. It's so powerful. We are going to have an extraordinary year next year. Uh, I, this year was off the charts. It has been and it continues to be. All right. So guess what? I'm Jennifer Hadley and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're living the love. We're walking the talk, and I'll be right Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. We're getting out from under the guilt. And I realized that I might not have told you. You could go to jenniferhadley.com to uh, read about Masterful Living Course 2019 and what's involved and what it entails and we're opening up to new programs. Uh, we are in the process of, we have a spiritual counseling training program and Masterful Living is part of it. Masterful Living is also part of the teacher training and minister training and prayer practitioner training programs that we are developing. It's pretty exciting. Uh, and oh my gosh, Yes, good things, good things. Masterful Living students are on fire for what they can do in terms of opening up their awareness to spirit and being a loving presence in the world. It's very exciting. So we're getting out from under the guilt here. This is the topic of today's episode, and guilt is the underlying thing that we're healing through self-forgiveness. This is the basic tenet of A Course in Miracles is that the way out of all suffering is through self-forgiveness. And of course we can forgive others, but if we're not judging them, there is nothing to forgive. And we can recognize that everything works together for our good, everything, 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 even though on the surface it sure as heck doesn't look like it sometimes. But we can be willing to discover the good. So we have to be willing to take the long view uh, with spirit, right? Some things that happened to me earlier in my life, I would have said, were horrible and terrible, but now I see no. They were the release of karma. They were the opportunity to rise above to a higher vibration and uh, to not repeat the patterns of the past. When we don't judge or when we forgive, when we do judge, then we can actually harvest the wisdom from our experiences and that dramatically decreases the guilt Here's why. This is so key to understanding why A Course in Miracles is a powerful, rapid path to enlightenment. And this is why I teach the classes that I do, is because I encountered so many people who were studying A Course in Miracles, but they weren't really living it and applying it. So they were missing out on the expansion. They were comforted by the words and the thoughts but not actually applying it deeply, they were missing out on the relationship healing, the body healing, all these things. So when we are uh, really working with the Holy Spirit to 
live A Course in Miracles, one of the things that we begin to see, which is right there clearly over and over and over and over and over again in A Course in Miracles, is that this underlying guilt is from having chosen a path of separation. And, very important, we didn't remember to laugh. So, exploring a path of separation uh, and, and, oh, what if I could actually believe the unbelievable? What if I could put a veil in my mind or a wall or a block to love in my mind and convince myself that I was separate from God? And go on an expedition, an exploration of that. And so that's what we did. But we forgot to to remember it was something laughable, right? The mad idea is separation. It's mad because it's insane. But it's mad in the sense of it's a mad, mad, mad world, Uh, But we've taken it, uh, humanity has taken it, the Son of God has taken it to um, desperate levels. But we're on our way back. Definitely on our way back, for sure, for sure. Um, When we feel guilty, we're going to project it out into attack and blame on other people. And that's what I did. I was angry and blaming and shaming all the time. And so many things I did to place guilt on other people, I didn't even know. Uh, Like I would um, blame other people for my upset so that they would feel guilty. So they wouldn't do it to me anymore. So what was I affirming all the time? I'm a victim. I have no power. So of course I felt more afraid. Every time you affirm you're a victim, of course you're going to feel more afraid. It's terrifying because you're the one doing it to yourself, but you're blaming other people. That is a closed system. <laughs> and God is a open system. So this is the underlying guilt. And it shows up in so many ways, right? Regret. Regret and guilt often go hand in hand. Many people have a mountain of regret. And this is where the self-forgiveness will undo it all. But you see, a lot of people don't believe the self-forgiveness can undo it. So they don't even try. This is one of the things that I see in the Master for Living course is that people get so excited about the power of self-forgiveness and doing, going through the processes and the things that we do in class to get to that self-forgiveness, often working with the spiritual counselors who are uh, coming out of our certification program or who are in the certification program and working with them, with me, with their prayer partners, Uh, in their small groups, all the different components of the program, they can get to the true self-forgiveness. And then, oh, the blocks to love are falling. They're dissolving. And they get so inspired, they just keep going more, more. What else can I forgive? What else can I forgive? And they're really, truly forgiving it. And then, of course, the insight, the clarity, the ability to make good decisions is right behind that. So underneath the guilt is the power to make great decisions. If we are focused on I'm bad and I'm wrong, right? Feeling guilty for having been so unloving, feeling guilty that we should be doing more. It's it's interesting. I have conversations all the time with spiritual students who feel guilty that they're not enabling other people's dysfunction. How crazy is that? That is the craziest darn thing, right? So people realize that they're in a dysfunctional codependent relationship with their partner, their spouse, their children, their coworkers, 
their friends. They, they know it. They can feel it. It feels icky and sticky in an ungood way. And they know it. They feel guilty for participating in it. And they want to leave. Leave those patterns. Those codependent webs of dysfunctional behavior and they feel guilty for wanting to undo it and yet they don't know how so the only choice they can see is to get out to get away and then they feel guilty for wanting to get out and get away healing isn't even in the equation transformation from special relationship to holy relationship, not even in the equation. Because it's unfathomable to the person who feels like a victim, to the person who feels disempowered, and sometimes the pe people who are going through all of this, they are actually enabling somebody else's victim behavior by trying to help them so much that that person doesn't find the strength within them to help themselves. They become so reliant on the spiritual student who's being the helper, who is tired of being the helper, feels totally dysfunctional in that role. Everyone's feeling guilty. Everyone's feeling ashamed. Everyone's feeling icky. And it just, the only thing that people can see is to walk away. Totally understandable. I have felt that a number of times. But there's so much more that's possible. And that's what's so exciting. When we settle for special relationships, and of course, until we recognize that we can have a holy relationship, that's what we do. As long as we're settling for special relationships, relationships that are ego-based, dysfunctional, codependent, on some level, we're going to be exacerbating that hidden guilt. Because we know we're using the other person in the relationship or they're using us. Now, sometimes, of course, it's always a two-way street. You can't have a codependent relationship where only one person is using the other as a prop in their life. No, it's always two-way. But people just don't see it because some people like to be the rescuer, the helper. That was me. <laughs> I know a lot about that, right? So now I don't do that anymore. And I help people all the time. Of course I do. I support them in helping themselves, which is a, is a really beautiful thing. I don't rescue anyone. I know I can't do that anyway. But I can support people in seeing how they can rescue themselves by turning it all over to the Holy Spirit and sticking to it, not giving up. It's the not giving up part that's really valuable because people feel so guilty because they say they're going to do things and then they don't do them. People feel so guilty and ashamed because they say, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. I'm going to stop drinking tomorrow. This is the last time I drink a half a bottle of wine before I go to sleep. I am not doing this anymore. Tomorrow's a new day and it's not. And they feel guilty because they can't keep their own agreements with themselves. I know a lot about that kind of guilt. I do, I do, I do. It is demoralizing when you can't keep agreements with yourself. However, I have found that with a really solid support, doing it with other people like we do in Masterful Living is potent and powerful. It, it's being that two or more who are gathered and many people don't even realize that they're addicted to these patterns of the mind that bring forth more guilt. And there's no 12-step program for giving up the guilt. It's part of why I do what I do, 
to create support systems to assist people in getting out from under the guilt. Because really, shame and guilt are two of the lowest vibrational thoughts, like apathy, shame, guilt. These are the bottom of the barrel. And they can be transformed very quickly because the guilt and the shame are completely 100% based on believing something that's false and perpetuating something that's false. So what's real and what's true is love, is peace, is freedom, is wisdom, is clarity, harmony, all the spiritual qualities. These things are real and we can shift our attention We don't even have to recognize what all the guilt is or where all the guilt comes from. And that, to me, is so cool and so miraculous. So the ego thought system is insidiously offering us thoughts to tempt us into doing things we'll feel guilty about, right? So what would make a person feel more guilty? To drink a half a bottle of wine every night for a month or to drink a half a bottle of wine every now and then and promise yourself you're never going to do it again and then get up and do it again tomorrow. Yeah, the second one is more guilt inducing because if you're just drinking a half a bottle of wine at night watching Netflix or whatever it is, uh, you're you've just you're in complacency you're in apathy and yeah there's definitely a certain amount of guilt that you're squandering the opportunity that you have to be a healing presence in this world or to love life to love other people to be in healing relationships and all that yeah but there's way more guilt if you keep telling yourself you're going to do something different but you don't You keep telling yourself you should do something different, but you don't. Way more guilt with that kind of insidious ego thought agreement. So this is one of the things that A Course in Miracles tells us is all temptation is of the body, related to the body. So it's very, very tempting to say, I'm too tired, I'll do it tomorrow. So people are always telling me, oh my God, you do so much. You do so much. (laughs) Um, And I do a lot because I have this profound, constant stream of energy from spirit lifting me up. It refreshes me. It renews me. It restores me. It revives me. And it inspires me. Oh my gosh, I really only do about a tenth of what I'd like to do. Because I am responsible for taking good care of myself and I like to exercise and I like to hang out with friends and I like to go to the movies and I like to cook food and I like to do all kinds of things as part of my spiritual life experience. I am learning to be a Kundalini yoga teacher because I love Kundalini yoga. I have to share it. I have to share what I love. (laughs) So, and the teacher training is exciting to me. It's interesting to me. It's more time with God and I love it. Now, another thing that brings a tremendous amount of guilt that's right on top of what I was just sharing about, you know, the constant promising yourself that you're going to do better and you don't do better. Um, And just, it's so insidious, the judgment, the guilt, the blame, the shame, the regret. On and on and on. It's a really sticky whirlpool. And it can pull us down. And I I remember feeling that so strongly. And I used to literally sit on my sofa, smoking, drinking, watching television, having all the spiritual information from all these classes I had taken and all my studies. But my information wasn't helping me. I was still sitting on my sofa, inert, feeling ashamed, feeling guilty, feeling spiritually stupid. And part of that guilt was the sin of being wasteful of my gifts and talents, 
being wasteful of my time, energy, and money, being wasteful of my physical health and well-being, and the constant saying, I should do it differently. I will do it differently tomorrow and then not. It was a really, really sticky cycle for me. I, I would get out of it for a while sometimes through doing a lot of exercise and shifting into self-medicating with exercise instead of food and alcohol and cigarettes and things like that. Or I would shift into self-medicating with volunteering at church so much that it was excessive. I tried different things. So what I learned, though, I'm so grateful for. I wouldn't change a thing because the depth of my despair, my helplessness, my feeling of hopelessness, my sense of really just there's something so profoundly wrong with me. How can I be so called to God, to spirit, to being loving, to being truly helpful and still be stuck in these dark, dark cycles? How is that happening? Must be me. Must be I'm totally bad and wrong. I finally gave spirit the heavy lifting and I made the decision to stop judging myself no matter what. If I was going to decide to do something self-destructive, I was going to do it without judgment, without shame, without guilt. No looking back. Not looking back because I'm not going that way. I'm going forward, not looking back. Self-forgiveness got me out of it. Self-forgiveness. That's why it's the foundation of what I do. Self-forgiveness. Uh, another reminder, I'm doing this family forgiveness workshop. And I am going to do my Forgive and Be Free workshop again in December. So powerful and so successful. People got so much out of it. Yes. And there's so much more we'd like to offer in the way of these forgiveness workshops for people all over the world to participate when it's convenient for them and to do it live. We're developing programs to make this a very real possibility so we can be of service to more people. And I'd like to thank all the people who have given any amount of donation to support this work. I, I wish you could hear and see and feel everything that I do from your donations, your contributions. Everything helps. Everything. We're doing it together. That is so clear to me. One of the big things that people feel guilty about is their loved ones, not loving their loved ones more. And then their loved ones pass and they feel guilty that they didn't do more, that they didn't say more. But you know what? I would never want my loved ones to feel that way. Could my loved ones love me more? Could they say more to appreciate me or things like that? Yes, they could, but I don't need that because I'm not giving to them in order to get anything back from them. We can all be more kind, more loving, more generous, more thoughtful, more aware of what other people are going through. But being guilty, feeling guilty for not wanting to, not having the bandwidth to, that doesn't help anyone. Not one person. You know, I, I've got three nephews and a niece. And the older ones 
there's lots of times I'll text them, I'll even call them, I'll email them, and they don't respond. It's not because they don't love me. It's just they're careless in their communication. And I don't say that as a judgment or a negative. I just notice that it's not unique to me. So I don't take it personally. And I would never wish for them, if I were to suddenly make my transition, for them to feel guilty and ashamed that they could have reached out to me more. They could have responded to me more, but they didn't, and they feel bad about themselves. That would not in any way be something I would wish for. Just the opposite. I would hope that they would have no judgment of themselves, that that's the gift I'm sharing with them, a life of non-judgment, a life of pure acceptance, true unconditional love and acceptance. It's hard to offer that to other people when we don't offer it to ourselves. And I get that. Right? Don't go to the hardware store for frozen yogurt because they don't have any. Although, as I was saying to somebody, I think that's a really good idea. A hardware store that has really good snacks. Guys who are working hard all day are usually the people going to the hardware store and they could use some good healthy snacks. If you feel guilty about your loved ones who've passed on and it gets triggered at the holidays or any other time, self-forgiveness is the way out of that. Have the courage to do the self-forgiveness work. We've got lots of opportunities. And if you go to jenniferhadley.com, under the classes, you can see the counseling and we've got counseling on a donation basis. Come work with one of our counselors. Don't torture yourself anymore. It's not helpful to anyone. And it just occupies your time, your energy. Time to pray. So grateful to place my hand in my heart to give the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting. So grateful and thankful to share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let the healing be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great rest of your week.